Welcome to the second episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. Let's get into it. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, it's the second episode. Uh, we're up and streaming on everything pretty much now, except for iHeartRadio. So we're up on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. You can listen in the Golficity app as well, um, or on the Golficity website. So, how were our weekends? Any golf being played? Uh, no golf on my front. It was pretty cold this weekend. Yeah, my cold, like yeah, your your cold is a lot different than my. For us, it was cold, but it was like 55, 60 degrees cold. Okay, so it's probably I would guess around 30 right now, and it's there's a blizzard. Yeah, that's not, so. that's not. You can't really play golf in that. <laughs> I spent the I spent the weekend in New York, and it was like thirty eight degrees or so, like average. Yeah, I mean, no, got a no little golf. bit warmer today. No golf for the rest of uh, the rest of the season. Maybe we'll get some in over break in Connecticut, but Q's definitely season's over. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. <laughs> um, so let's get into some PGA Tour news. Uh. Was, are, is the Turkish Airlines open PGA? Would, um, is that a Europe, it's a golf? European tour, but like it's relevant, so we could talk about it. Yeah, PGA players like playing that, I think. Or okay, either, either way, we got an interesting story, to say the least, coming out of, out of uh, Turkey. Eddie Pepperell runs out of balls, gets disqualified at the Turkish Airlines Open, uh, apparently on the par 5 fourth which they start on the back, so it wasn't like the fifth hole that he lost all his balls, but still, it's like w- pretty early in his round to be losing five balls on the same hole and just turn around to Martin Keimer's his uh, partner and just tell him he's, he's out, he's out, just left the course. <laughs> Sounds like, uh, mean, yeah, not a good time on the course right there. <laughs> I mean, uh, they were, five they balls. were talking to Martin. Yeah, apparently he was just. Well, that was just on that hole. I'm not. It didn't. The it didn't say whether he lost balls earlier in the round, but on that one hole alone, they uh, they didn't talk to Eddie Pepperell, the media, because he was just he was outie. But they talked to Martin Keimer, and they said that uh, the hole before Eddie was just like putting with his wedge. He was just completely out of it, and he. Was just apparently he just had enough, and on the fit on that uh, par five, fourth, he just kept peppering balls into the water like no practice swing, no approach, just kept peppering them into the water. And that Wait, was, so he was he doing was, was he him in the water on purpose? Is that what he was doing? No, no, but he, apparently he was just not taking any time after probably like the first or second ball he pulled into the water. It looked like he was he was just done with the with the tournament which is surprising considering he made the cut like this was the third round i'll say yeah this is like it's fourth like, hole during the round like how bad could you have been playing after two holes put with your wedge in the third hole it was his 13th hole they started on the it front. was the back on the back oh, yeah the back. Okay. probably wasn't having a great day to begin with like at that point i would assume well was he <laughs> like, how, like like how about like can we is there any way to see how bad he was playing I mean, it just says he withdrew, I mean, so... No, it probably, it probably won't show the scorecard or anything like that. Yeah, because what do you get on that hole? Like a 20? <laughs> Go Sergio Garcia on him? Yeah, Sergio. Jesus Christ. He just, he just gets disqualified. Um, yeah, DK. I'm, ass- yeah. I'm assuming if on <laughs> the back nine right before this, he's, pl- he's playing, uh, he's putting with his wedge. It's not. It's, it wasn't a very good day for him. No. Yeah, probably not. Maybe I mean, I, maybe, maybe he snapped his putter or something like that. I don't know. So my question is, how many balls do you think a PGA Tour like professional has in their bag? Yeah, at the, <laughs> at that point, you you have. I mean, because like as an amateur, like, amateur golfer is not good. I carry like a hundred balls in my bag, but like PGA Tour professionals probably like will go through maybe three balls in a round if they're like playing but like not that well. Like, how many like, balls do you think they have? There's, like, two sides, though, because you can say, oh, they have, like, all this room, like, all these pouches in their bags. They should be prepared to play with a lot of balls, but at the same time, they shouldn't have to play with a lot of balls because they're PGA professionals. Like, if, like, that, how, how do you, 
I guess he probably had like what, like maybe like seven or eight balls, which is probably definitely more than enough. But considering he five hit five in the water, I guess it wasn't enough. I don't know. Like I, I, I it's just an uh, interesting question. Like how many like on like average, what how many balls do they have? You know. Maybe was, that's I'd, a probably ten. I'll say ten, maybe. Maybe that's a future question. We'll ask uh, guests if we get any on in the near future. Take note of I'm that. Sure we'll, we'll, we'll ask them. I'm yeah, sure they'll all be like, "Well, I don't know. My caddy just like puts the balls, and I don't know how many how many we have." <laughs> Speaking of which, I I just remembered this. I was thinking of this earlier when I when I saw this. I remember Tiger Woods' caddy um told a story about how he was playing. I'm assuming it was the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, and on the 18th hole, you know how you can like uh duck it like left into the water. Yeah. Tiger did that. Tiger did that on the 18th hole of a round um during the U.S. Open. And he only had one ball left, and the oh, caddy wasn't going to see that. And the caddy was... wasn't going to tell him that because, I mean, you don't want to get in your player's head. Like, that's your job to have enough balls for him. Exactly. Um, yeah. I I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, and Tiger went really aggressive on the second one. Like he, he I think uh, the caddy was telling him to pull out iron or something, but he went really aggressive with it. And of course, he's Tiger Woods. He sticks it right down the middle. But yeah, and it, it was a non. It was a non-issue in the in the in the end, but that, that, that yes. was that was crazy. Imagine if imagine. Uh, Stevie Williams was the caddy. I remember I ever watching like a documentary about that. It was like t- all of Tiger's wins and like Steve Williams saying like he was the most nervous he's ever been watching or caddying golf like in his entire life, watching Tiger hit the this? ball in that hole. <laughs> like, ima- ima- imagine hits in the water. Jeez. You see the swing and uh on the on the broadcast and you see what you call Steve Williams. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Steve Williams. Yeah. You see him in the background, and he is just—you wouldn't really realize it if you didn't know the backstory. But you can just see him bugging in the background. Just please don't hit the water. Please don't hit <laughs> the water. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about that too, actually. I mean, and then moving oh. on in the Turkish Airlines like Open or whatever it was called, um, I think Tyro Hatton ended up winning it, and he won it in an interesting way. They ended up in a six-man playoff. And they did it under like floodlights. I don't know if you guys saw that. Like they played the playoff in the dark in the floodlights, which I thought was like insane. And um, since there was like such a like tie in second, it was like a four way tie in second place. He won one and a half more million dollars than like second place did, (laughs) which is a huge difference. I think he won like two million. I think he won two million dollars overall for the tournament and got like, like he made it to the masters or something for winning. So like, pretty big win for him did that play out like, did, did it take a long time because i think it was sudden playoff. death so like he only it was only one hole so he just ended up and he got lucky and won on the i first think he hole. won the hole yeah i'm not i'm not sh- i'm obviously i didn't really watch it because it's a european tour and i don't really know where to find that but um, imagine imagine like each hole, like so like one person did like like only like one everyone got the same score except for like one person they play like six playoff holes under flood yeah but that's insane that floodlights Here's a future idea. I mean, obviously this is extremely far-fetched, but I feel like getting a PGA Tour tournament under the lights would be one of the more electric things I've I've seen in a well, while. That's what happened with like the Tiger and Phil match. Like it was like basically under the lights at that point. That, that was play, not, that was a shit show. Well, yeah, it was it was it was much different than a PGA Tour like tournament where like they're being like serious, but like. I mean, it was still kind of cool that it was like under floodlights and it was Tiger versus like, Phil. When they got to the playoff, when they were hitting like like eighty yard shots. <laughs> yeah, that like, yeah, that shots was pretty, pretty much. That was not under the lights. That was like even with the lights. They had just like floodlights from like the Turkish Open at least had floodlights coming from way above them, like tree level. But in the Tiger and Phil match, I remember we were like watching that. It was like literally. And that was like lights. yeah. That was just a <laughs> shit show. Yeah. Not prepared for that. It was poorly show. planned. Yes. And how how could you expect that to happen? I feel like we were all like talking about it, saying, "Oh yeah, it's gonna end up on like the 16th, like 15th, 17th hole." But that was that was ridiculous when that. Happened. You guys remember? You guys remember how we watched that, right? That like, we went to one of our, we went we went to one of our friends' house to watch that, like three of us, and like his parents were trying to get him like go to dinner, right? You remember that? And like his oh, parents like yeah. left for dinner. He's like, all right, just like meet meet me there when it's over. Like, because he's like, yeah, it's gonna be over in like like five minutes or something like that. Okay. And I think that was that was a hole where uh, Tiger and Phil 
like where Phil was just like, all right, good, good. And like they yeah. picked up a ball and a putt that Tiger totally could have missed. <laughs> and, and they then, like, did oh, it like twice. And then, and, yeah. And like a couple a couple of times later playing the whole Tiger had like a three foot putt to win the match, I think. Or Phil had a three foot putt to win the match and they he missed it. <laughs> and like our friend was just, was just going, going crazy. berserk all over the place. He's like, like what am I supposed to do? I can't leave. Like, and this is like an hour later when his parents are like, "So, like, you coming Dude, to dinner?" Or, like, yeah, this guy's like they already ate their food. I'm pretty sure they they probably had to order for him. And at, at the, that was in at least an hour because that happened on like the sixth, on probably the seventeenth hole. They were like, "All right, we're leaving." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll meet you there." But like six playoff holes later in the eighteenth hole, that as well, <laughs> we're still yeah, screaming. Too- that took that took at least an hour for them that to complete. That took it was it was crazy. I just remember all the bets so that you could put on that too. Like like who would win like the every first hole. hole or who would win like the fourth hole. Like it was just kind of funny. And you, you had to I do remember. it all in advance. It was really stupid. Oh yeah. You had, to put yeah. Them all, you had to put them all before the round started, so you couldn't see like oh if you just won this hole, you couldn't be like okay well now Tiger's gonna win this hole. You had to put them all I like really. I don't iron yeah. I really wish we were able to live bet that because I remember that was one of those weeks where like it was just not a good week for me. And I feel like I couldn't just put down all this money beforehand without knowing how it's going like throughout the throughout the round. Because what if you just put all your bets on like Phil and Tiger like just sweeps him? Yeah, exactly. you, and, and you, you, have, you have absolutely no chance to make anything back. Nothing. Then you, Yeah, exactly. So betting on that like that was also with our shitty book like i bet on like FanDuel or whatever you in legal states yeah. you could have bet it throughout the whole thing yeah because I, I remember before the round we were trying to decide like we couldn't like we tried to say which holes to bet on we always put random holes i'm pretty sure like, i put the seventh hole like tiger wins seventh hole <laughs> yeah right and, yeah, yeah, and like and, and, and like why so... seventh hole but like how, how can you predict that <laughs> we, we bet on the first hole much better like, mm-hmm. to on the on the first hole, I think I bet Phil because he was like plus tw- uh, 220 or 225 or something like that. Would have yeah. won me like 50 bucks. Would have taken me into like a, from a bad week to like, oh, we're getting better. But like Phil has probably like a 10-foot putt to win it on the first hole. He just slot, slides it right or something like that yeah. just barely. Oh, I feel like that, that room that we were watching audibly screamed throughout that match like at least 10 times. Yeah. God, yeah. All right, we kind of got off topic there, but I we mean, did. since we're talking about Tiger, we might as well go to the President's Cup picks, right? Who, do, who doesn't like talking about Tiger? Like, come on. Uh, well, I mean, we'll just go straight back into it. Tiger uh, announces President's Cup's picks. Uh, I mean, first of all, I feel like the main thing we got to talk about is him picking himself. Not, not surprising at all. In the third uh, person. Yeah, talking in the third person too. Yeah. Tiger picks. <laughs> It was, the, it was the last one, right? Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Finau, not surprising. Finau's like great. Gary Woodland, like I said that on the pod earlier or, uh, last week, that they played together in the Zozo like in the last round. So I feel like that wasn't very surprising. And Major champion. Then there's what we all dreaded. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. I said Patrick Reed is a very good match play golfer, and you can't like forget about that. Like now, I understand why he put he picked him. Like he's just good in match play. Didn't you guess Patrick you, I Reed like guessing your head? Like he's like uh, yeah. Like you're like you're like uh your scary is gonna cheat on you, so you're you're just thinking about him cheating the whole round. So guessing your head. I mean hey, I mean hey. It's a good pick. I was I was looking at Presidents Cups picks today. They're minus two seventy five to win the U.S. and I think like a draws. Something ridiculous like plus fourteen hundred, which makes sense. That's not gonna happen. I'm gonna probably end up taking a taking a bet on on the U.S. Even though that's just terrible odds. But and I'm gonna put my Patrick Reed cap on, root for him, and then you know we'll fling that thing in the garbage uh, on Sunday. Well, what I, what I just remember was that <laughs> I forgot I forgot about his match on a against Rory in the Ryder Cup. What, however many years ago? Like that. That like, was he, last he, fall. No, that wasn't last fall. That was, that was like twenty. No, the, the first, yeah, the the first time he was like sick. Yeah, the first time. Okay. At a uh, Hazel team in Minnesota. Oh, captain when he was Captain America. Yeah, that was okay. like like I, I I honestly I completely forgot about how just like how funny it was to watch. That was when I actually liked him too. So that you know that was a long time ago. But like uh, everybody, like you know how everybody on the tour like hates Patrick Reed. I like 
I don't think Tiger actually does. So, <laughs> like he wear like he wears all the Nike stuff and like. Oh yeah, he's like yeah, the same, same guy pretty much. I mean, like, uh, there's probably some guys who do like don't mind him, but I guess Tiger is like one of those guys who just doesn't mind him at all. Guess so. I mean, and then we could go over to the world team. Um, I I could just go through who like got picked. It was Jason Day, Adam Hadwin, Sunjay M, and Joaquin Neiman. Think they were all good picks except except for Hadwin. That one didn't make much sense to me. Um, who who was left off? I think Corey yeah. Connors could have made it over Hadwin. Are those both Canadians? I feel like. Yeah, they are. And Corey yeah. Connors won this year on tour. I don't think Hadwin did. I'm not sure. But like, I just uh, like looking at like stats and rankings and stuff. I didn't think Hadwin was the right pick, but who knows? Think about Adam Hadwin is during the RBC Canadian Open. He's just like the center of the media. Yeah. Exactly. That's like, I mean, that's the only time you hear from him, like, all year, pretty much. Yeah. Or when he, I shot, mean, he, shot, he shot 59, like, a couple years ago at, like, uh, some random tournament, but that was the first time I ever heard of him. And, like, after that, he wasn't, I wasn't really, didn't really do much, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, Abraham Answer whenever there's a uh, tournament in Mexico, like, this weekend, but we'll get into that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I like the walking Neiman pick. I think he's like underrated he's young too super young i feel like he's younger than us yeah and he's like eight like 19 years old or something like that or 20 years old that's yeah, crazy that, how young that the is tour crazy. is going he's, on the, he's on the he's one of the like i mean the rest of the world but 12 best players in the rest of the world besides england that's pretty yeah, that's crazy pretty cool. i mean like we were just talking about uh with abraham answer we got the mayakoba golf classic this weekend um, I mean, just some PJ Tour news about that before we get into it. Um, we got Ricky Fowler withdrawing from it with an intestinal bacterial infection that he got from his honeymoon. I mean, first he gets left off the uh, the President's Cup's picks. Now he gets honeymoon disease. <laughs> but is that is that like is that why he was left left off the President's Cup team? No, no, because he'll he'll be fine soon by december okay. yeah but like it's i don't know it's kind of like i guess it's kind no. of funny that happened the same week he's still got it no just a tough week i'm just like i said <laughs> but uh he's he's got a chance if kepka with withdraws because of his knee um for oh yeah true president's cup so i think he's the first alternate i i don't know if that's official but he should, he should I mean, be. he's i'm pretty sure he is mm-hmm. so yeah he probably would be that would make much that would make sense um so before we get into our uh, daily fantasy sports and like gambling picks and all that for the Mayakoba Golf Classic, um, just want to give a shout out to the Golficity uh, website and the app. If you want to get uh, more expert analysis beyond uh, us three, uh, you can go to their premium picks. Um, not exactly sure what the pricing is on that, but I know that they've been money all year with their picks. They had Xander Shoffley uh, last week. Um, and he ended up coming in second. So, in a, in a playoff too. So and I think they picked winners like the the week before that, and like the week before exactly. that even no. too. So, so if you if you are in the business of making money, which you should be, head over to the Golf Assistant website, buy that package. Um, so let's get into our DFS picks. Who wants to start? Um, I'll go first. I, so we're gonna like just to preface this, we're gonna go with a. Like a high, like a known pick, I guess. Like a high, high price, high salary pick. Like a mid-level pick, and then a sleeper. So I guess we could start with like our high value pick, right? So like yeah, my high good, value yeah. pick. So like my high value pick this week is going to be Abraham Answer, and like part of that is because the uh, tournament is in Mexico. But like when you read about the golf course and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of a short golf course. I think it's 6,900 yards, par 71, with like tight fairways and smaller greens. So Abraham Answer is a pretty good, has pretty good driving accuracy and pretty good tee to green. So I figured he'd be a good pick. And also just being home in Mexico makes him more of a favorite. So I think it's 9,200 for him. So that's not a super high price, but it's up there. No, it's not bad. Uh, I'll go second, I guess. Uh, I have Tony Finau. Uh, we were looking at the stats beforehand, and let's me see, let me see. He's he's t- uh, 
10,600, which I know that's a lot, uh, a lot of salary to, to deal with DraftKings because then you're just going to end up with some lo- really low level guys. But at the end of the day, I feel like you can't sleep on the fact that he wins and he comes at top 10 just all the time. And his driving distance is seventh on the PGA Tour. I f- you feel like you can't just sleep on that. I'll say, I feel like Fino comes in like top 10 like every single tournament I watch him playing. Yeah. Like every, every single one, he's just like right, he's right there. I, I feel like he never wins, but he's right there every single time. But like, I mean, he could, the field is not that great this week, so maybe he could win. Uh, my like top pick was uh, Victor Hovland. He's made, I mean, he's made all every single cut this year he's played in. And he's still like really high up in uh, greens regulation and uh, driving accuracy. Also, he drives the ball like insanely far. And I think he's just due for, he's just due for his first win, in my opinion. The double pump drive. Exactly. Yes, I love that drive. It's so fun to watch. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Double pump. That's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It makes him more accurate. Really? Yeah, like he pulls it out when he wants like extra distance, but doesn't want to lose like accuracy. I feel like you should just do that every time then. Wouldn't that make sense? I guess, but I don't know if it's as like, it's, it's hard to keep the tempo when you're like double pumping because you know how golf swings all about like your tempo. Fair. I mean, I mean, the fact that you can do that in a regular tournament, like even like once is crazy. I would yeah, even, like, exactly. There's like, have the gusts to do that. It's just absurd. But so, uh, I, I'll do, I'll, I'll do my uh, like second pick or the mid-level pick. And it's a, uh, I know uh, Pat has the same one, but we uh, we both like Emiliano Grillo a lot. Yep. And what he's uh, from what I see, he's uh, second in the field in greens regulation. And what you say, tiny what the place the course is tiny greens and uh, tiny greens and narrow fairways. Yeah, tiny, tiny greens and narrow fairways. So he's second second greens regulation. And he's pretty good in drive above average in driving accuracy too. So. That could be a and, good, value, good value pick as well. And adding on to that, since it's also my second pick, uh, he came top 15 uh, last year in the in the tournament, and I think he was only uh, he was seven strokes back of the lead, but still top 15 is going to get you some points in DraftKings. So yeah, definitely. Right. So I guess we'll go to my middle level pick now, and I'm going to go with Ches Revi. And pretty much the main reason I'm picking him is last year on tour, he was number one in driving accuracy on the entire tour, which is nuts. And he has played pretty well, like the last like couple of like tournaments he's played in and like whatever. So uh, I think he's just a good mid-level pick. He should be pretty steady. Hopefully he finishes in like the top 10, top 20 or something. And I think his price feel is, what, 8500 what were you gonna say? I feel bad because we were kind of we were kind of shitting on him last week for just being like kind of an irrelevant. Yeah, we <laughs> he's just and he's very steady. On, and now we're putting uh, all of our trust in him to win our listeners' money. So, I mean, number one in driving accuracy on tour. Just remember that. Yeah, I've, that's that's the big thing to take away from it. But <laughs> uh, do we all move on to sl- our sleepers? Yeah, I guess I'll go with my sleeper uh, first. Um, I kind of a shot out of the dark i got adam lawn as my sleeper at 6600 and like his stats from the pga like last year aren't that good but um coming into this year so the 2020 pga season he's gotten like a lot better off the tee and a lot better with like greens and regulation i think right now i know there hasn't been a lot of tournaments he's sixth off the tee and he's driving accuracy percentage of 76.79 percent which is pretty nuts right now so like i'm just gonna go off the hot hand and like I think he was T14 in the last, or one of the last tournaments he played in. So um, he could be someone who comes out and performs well this week. Gotcha. And he's and he's low value, so I feel like. Um, yeah. Exactly. Or low salary, high value. So you're kind of taking a shot in the dark on him, but hopefully he makes mm-hmm. a cut, maybe even grabs like a top 20. But I have, speaking of top 20s for my sleeper, I have Jason Duffner. <laughs> primarily because I just love that he's sponsored by Dude Wipes, but there's a little also behind it. I feel like I take a lot of stock in the fact that um, he did well la- last year in the tournament. He shot 13 under. Um, Matt Kuchar won with 22 under, so he's not that far back, and he grabbed a top 20. So he hasn't done great on the tour this year, but 
I feel like being comfortable with a with a course, he's got to mean something. And I'll go with my uh, sleeper, and that's a uh, Brian Stewart. I think that yeah, that's his name, right? He's a uh, he's made five out of six cuts this year. He's only valued at seventy one hundred, but uh, he's also seventy two percent greens regulation, and he's also the highest like he has the highest accuracy driving accuracy in the field this week so far on the PGA Tour with the seventy five almost seventy five percent. So and I mean you talk about. A lot of rough, thin fairways. Not 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 that long of a course. The distance doesn't really mean that much. I think a guy who can hit like fairways and greens is like big, big, like has a big, big chance to do well. So maybe, so maybe he gets like top twenty, top ten even. And we'll valued at seventy one hundred. I feel yeah, like that's a, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good if you're getting like if you're getting a top guy, or even if you're going with Jeeks like Abraham Answer, you can just go with a ton of guys like like him at that seventy one hundred range. I bet. Yeah, like, maybe like, like a Kevin Definitely. a Kevin Kisner or something. You know, exactly. Yeah. Kevin, our boy Kevin. I think Kevin Kisner is going to do well because I mean, same thing. Putts well, drives the ball straight. Yeah, all so. I have to do is hit in the fairway, pretty much, and he should be good. Precisely. Um, and also, just adding on to that, um, one of the better tournaments to enter on the uh, DraftKings website, if if that's your, um, if that's your site, it's called the PGA 175K Best Ball. And it's only an $8 buy-in, and if you end up getting lucky and taking our picks, 50 k right in your pocket to the winner. So. Yeah, and uh, just like going back into it, the winner last year was Matt Kuchar, and I'm pretty sure that was the tournament where he, like, paid his caddy, like, less than 1%. So, like, that's why this tournament, like, might ring a bell. What do you yeah, give him? He, like he won, three grand? No, he won. He won. He won 1.3 million, and he gave the caddy five thousand dollars. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Which is dude. less than one percent. That's like, insane. I mean, I mean, it's all like this whole the whole thing about like he agreed to it before, but still, like, he, like obviously, you probably didn't. You probably didn't expect to win, but if you win, you just, and you agreed, like you should just be like you should just be like a good guy and just give him at least like. Like I mean, hundred thirty thousand is like nothing for him, probably. I mean, you're Matt fucking Kuchar. What 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 has he earned on the on the PGA Tour? I think you can spare at least five percent, even. I feel like if if it's if it's no. at five percent of his winnings, this is a non-story. Yeah, ex- yeah like five percent is like sixty-five thousand. That's like, that's sixty thousand yes. more than he gave him. That it's that's a non-story. So if he just gives him five percent instead of less than one. <laughs> Yeah, like, and especially because you won. Like, and there's was, something to be, it was, oh my god. And there's something to be said for being a local caddy that like knows the course, like up, like. Yeah, exactly. That probably, that, hand. yeah, that probably played a. Factor, that probably helped him yeah. a lot. So. Definitely. Just wanted to give a little shout out to Kucher there for being a scumbag. Hey, Trev, yeah. you got a isn't Matt Kucher like your best friend? <laughs> yeah, I've, I have a picture. I have a picture of Matt Kucher on my Instagram. If anyone wants to, oh, I totally, go check totally. It out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Trevor Jones 10 or something. Just give him a follow. Trevor, Trevor Jones 10, give me a follow. Uh, <laughs> check out my, my, my Matt Kuchar picture. As long as we're shouting ourselves out, Patrick.Diamond. <laughs> Try to get my Instagram cloud up. Yeah, no, you, no, you have like a, you have like 150 followers. So. Yeah, no, I don't really use it. Yeah, Jake needs the big boost. One day. Um, <laughs> and finally, before we get into our, our top three this week, I feel like just it was notable that Chase Kepka and Brandon Wu were some of the top guys that uh, are in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals to get their tour card. Who is that? Who's Brandon Wu? Brandon Wu is the guy from Stanford. I don't know if you. If I feel like if you follow, if like you obviously you do follow golf, he's been in like a lot of the. Um, you know him, Jeek. He's been in he's a lot been, of. He's like been in. The, he's been in. He's been an amateur in a lot of uh, like PGA Tour events, like throughout. Like like he's been. I think he was in the U.S. Okay. Open last year. Oh, I think well, I think Stanford last year. Stanford like came like they were in. I remember watching them in the NCAA tournament. I don't know. If, I don't know if I saw him like him specifically. Didn't but they win? I, didn't they win? They, they, I, won they the might have won. They might have won. Yeah, they won the national championship. Yeah. So he was definitely probably yeah, I remember, one of the top guys for them. I remember watching that because like literally I had nothing better to do at work, working in the That's pro shop. The, the NCAA tournament's fun to watch. I don't know, like it's actually kind of fun to watch. Just it's Honestly, all match play, and I, they're all like they're all carrying their own bag. It's kind of funny. Um, I, I didn't watch as much. Go ahead. But I, I didn't watch as much of the uh, 
of the men's tournament for the NCAA, but I remember watching the women's tournament, and I'm not going to lie, I had a great time passing passing time at work watching that. <laughs> yeah. There was this, there was this girl in Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, they had, there were some players that were like on the LPGA tour, like competing like literally a week later. Which, like, honestly, I'm not surprised by that. But so I oh, yeah. just, but they were but just like so competing. Mm-hmm. Just to yeah, go that, back that to Brandon pretty... Wu, like, just so, like, because you might have heard the name before, he finished his amateur career as, like, the number five amateur in the world. Um, he was in the Open last year. I think he missed the cut. Um, he was also in the U.S. Open. He finished 35th, which is, like, really good. That's, that's pretty good, yeah. Um, yeah, that's really good. Um, I mean, he was in the Walker Cup and, like, the U.S. Amateur Championships. Right, and, right. Like, yeah. And I, th- I think he also medaled in the Pan American Games. Yeah, I feel like he's just like a pretty prevalent. He's somebody name. that you would know. Yeah, I feel like so, that was just okay. Yeah, uh, so it's so like a couple years he'll be pretty good probably. Yeah, so he's trying to get his tour card now and see what happens. And of course, there was Chase Kepka, who I looked up a picture of him. He literally just looks like a poor man's yeah. Brooks Kepka, like a, like he a not looks, Jack. Yeah, looks a like, not Jack looks exactly like him, just a little smaller. Yeah. Which, you know, like, that can't be easy, but being like, the, I, is he his little brother or his big no, brother? No, so, uh, My he's piece. his little brother. He's 25. He's his little, ah, okay, so he's, yeah, his little brother. But like, so like Brooks Kepka is what, like 6'3", like pretty big, right? <laughs> like two, over 200. Pretty, pretty big. <laughs> like 6'3", 200 and something, like 230 pounds yeah. or something like that. Uh, Chase Kepka, 5'9", 154 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big difference. That's so tough. It's like Brooks, Brooks Kepka figured out what the weight room was, and like Chase Kepka has like never been near one. <laughs> Precisely. They played. I think they played together at that one. Uh, that one tournament, like the Zurich in uh, New Orleans, with the partner tournament, with yeah. like the walk-up music. That that they played together in that tournament. I remember, I remember seeing like Brooks and like Chase like on the leaderboard or something like that. <laughs> That's enough about the Corn Ferry Tour, though. I mean. Yeah, move no, on to just, our... just an interesting tidbit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have our top three. Uh, we still haven't. We still need to workshop a name for it. I feel like we'll eventually come up with something for that. But yeah, this week we're going over some topics. Um, but we decided to go with bucket list golf courses that we haven't played, and also we're excluding Augusta because obviously. That should be your number one, no matter what. So yeah, who wants to start? Wants um, I'll go first. So I'm going to start off with uh, Pine Valley, New Jersey. So like, I'm sure you've heard of Pine Valley before, but it's literally like the most exclusive golf club in the world. <laughs> like aside from Augusta, like Pine Valley is like a course that you literally cannot play. Like, it's yeah, almost impossible. They, they don't. I have a, there's a guy in my club who played, Pine, who's a member at Pine Valley. And that's how my uh, my dad played there, and he buried the first two holes, which is like his like life. Like he always tells a story; it's really annoying. But uh, he always, says, yeah, he always says I buried the first two hole, first two holes and shot like 85. And he's he's like, like my dad's like a three, so he's like a like that was like he was just happy about the first two birdies. But uh, apparently at Pine Valley, there's no like they can't play PGA Tour tournaments there because one they won't allow it. Right. Yeah. Club. And two, like there's just not enough. Like it's just they like each hole you can only see. You can't see another hole from the hole you're on. It's just like, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna get hole. to that. I was gonna get to that. Like you, the PGA Tour obviously like hasn't hosted anything there. The only tournaments they've hosted there have been the Walker Cup, and it was in 1936 and 1985. And that's it. That's the only tournaments they've hosted there. I, I think I've heard um, they, own, they host like one tournament a year, but it's like a little like small amateur tournament that like. There's no stands. There's just no really nothing. There's just like, it's just, I don't think it's even that big of a tournament. It's just like 50 golfers or something like that. But that's that's why I've heard about it. But it's literally one of the most exclusive clubs in the world. There's not a lot of pictures of it because like you're not allowed to have like cameras and phones and stuff like that on that course. So like, I, I don't know. It's a bucket list course that I'll never get to play. So <laughs> hey, hey, never give up. We'll we'll get there. We'll get to that notoriety. Give us some time. Yeah, at some point. Uh, I'll go second. Right, go on. All right. Are we doing Are we doing a snake draft here? Snake draft. Yeah, we'll snake okay. it. Okay. 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 So, with my first one, I don't even know if I want to use my first one on this because I feel like you guys aren't gonna say it. But I'm gonna go with Sleepy Hollow. And oh yeah. I, yeah. I was like I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, it's a good one. I know it's in 
I don't know the exact location. It's in on the way to Hudson Hills. Uh, it's in New York. Golf course, which mm-hmm. is where, which oh, it's in Hudson, it's Hudson, Hudson Valley. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I remember driving by the the sign every day to work, just being like, why am I? Why haven't I played there yet? I mean, don't get me wrong. Hudson Hills. Shout out to my place of occupation this summer. Uh, <laughs> has like a great course. Don't get me wrong. Great public course, but it's no Sleepy Hollow. I mean, I want to say the, Sleepy uh, Hollow is like number eighty-nine in the world or something on one of those lists. Exactly. Um, I don't know. They have that thumb, that famous thumbprint green. Are you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's basically like, a square, and then just like a indent in the middle, pretty much. Yeah, and there's like kind of like a small like trout bunker. Like if I don't know how to, how else to describe it, like. Isn't like a like a like a basically like a yeah it's like a very I'm small looking, I'm looking at it right narrow now. bunker around it yeah uh, it's, like around, a around, it's, it's around the whole green right yeah. yes yeah that's right yeah yeah very but just cool. like and that that sh- uh that hole from the tee box overlooks the Hudson uh, River which is just uh, I would assume that's what the Hudson River is I'm not really sure but <laughs> but it's just like a sick view and that hole alone I feel like is why it's on my bucket list. All right, right, so I've I have two picks. And I think I'm gonna go with first one being Pebble, which is where they play the U.S. Open. It's because that's just see it every whatever ten years in the U.S. Open. That's just some of those holes. Ever heard of it? <laughs> so I mean, it's also incredible. it's also a public public golf course, so like you, we can play it at some point. Yeah, we we, yeah, we, can, we can, but it's like six hundred dollars. So uh, yeah, well, but um. That like that eighth hole where you have to you have to hit like a hundred and sixty yard approach shot, which Pat might not make with his three wood if we play hey. there. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to let you know that that's at least a five iron for me. At least. <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> one one is tough. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a hundred hundred sixty yard carry just like over like the cliffs and like some of like watching those watching those some of those shots at uh, the U.S. Open just looked absolutely insane so that'd be a dream place to play and number two i think i would go um i'll go shinnecock just to, oh, that was gonna be one just of mine because, just just because, mine. just because we were there and what i saw some of the course a couple years ago at the u.s open and that court like it'll probably i'll probably shoot like 120 but that course just looks like a beast and it's like definitely a bucket list course to play yeah i mean I'll add on to that. I'll have my own pick for the second one, but like I feel like watching a tournament at or playing a, a round where you've watched a tournament in person and on TV is just like something that's really cool to do. Oh, it is and very I, very cool. Yeah. I mean, we did that with Beth Page. We've done that with the RBC Herit- Heritage. Harbor Town. Right. Yeah, that's it. Harbortown. In Harbor Town. And uh, yeah, so I'd also just love to see how much Shinnecock Hills just slaps me around. Like, what would I shoot there? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, some my, of those my, uphill carries. Yeah, my my, my 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 dad my dad hated it actually. He said it was he was too hard. Where like has your dad? A lot. He doesn't. I mean, he's only he's played like probably like forty at the top one hundred in the world or in the in the Sheesh. U.S. Incredible. Sheesh. But uh, he said Shinnecock is like it was like really really cool. But if it if it's like when you play it was like twenty mile per hour winds and the wind was just like crazy, and like it, it was it was impossible to like play golf in that course i feel like if you're playing around there you're not there to like shoot you're not there to shoot low you're there to like experience, have experience. yeah you're, ha- you're there to have experience. what happens yeah. exactly kind of the yeah. kind of the same with beth page i feel like at least first time I feel around. Like we, you could shoot low beth page the next time you like play it because it's obviously not the same as it is during like the u.s open i've also gotten remarkably better since the time we played Beth Page, I feel like. Right. Also yeah, well, yeah, we played like well, like a year and a half ago, pretty much. We yeah. played it. Yeah, pretty much a year and a half. Ago. Yeah, or, like or a year and a half ago. All right, and next, that's like next summer we'll play it again, and we'll and we'll we'll get back to you guys and how we how we fare. Maybe get some uh, some content out there. I don't know. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for our, for my second one, for my actual second one, I'm sorry to do it to Jake. I'm gonna pick Cabot Links. That's fine. I I have another I one mean, that I want to pick anyway. We've been we've been planning a Cabot Links trip for probably two years now. 
but still, I mean, obviously we haven't gotten around to it. I feel like that's like a big commitment, but I just, I can't wait to go there. It looks insane. Yeah, the just Cabot like the Cliffs whole... course, especially. What I want to do is I want to take a piss off of that cliff. <laughs> take a piss <laughs> off the cliff. Yes. Yes. That's, why that's, you do that's... that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like uh, when Riggs went there, he said he did it. If not, if if I'm gonna get in trouble, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. But <laughs> but uh, if I can't come back to Cabot, then I won't do it. But if I can't, if they uh, if they'll turn a blind eye, that's definitely something I want to do there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go uh, with my. Yeah, my moving on guess. from that little weird thing. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with uh, Liberty National. Um, like the Northern Trust was there this year, I think. But like just solely because of all the views that it has of the city and it's like kind of close to us like i think liberty national would be a sick course to play just for like the pictures and stuff <laughs> definitely the views kind of like uh like trump trump links right there trump right, I feel like yeah. trump links is like the same thing pretty much just both of those i feel like are in, are like insane places to play and, and, the and like the same thing the same thing you were saying about like having watched it on tv and then going to play it like that's like an interesting like idea like how, how different is it when i watch it on tv from like what it is i'm playing there you know mm-hmm. i want to i want a picture of me teeing off with like the freedom tower in the background that would yes that's so cool yeah that'd that be would sick. be like it makes everyone look like they're really good at golf i best bet if you oh, have yeah. a picture in front of the freedom tower on that on that quality of a course people just automatically assume you're like a five handicap <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> meanwhile you shank that ball into like the water yeah you just like like you're like uh, uh uh you're posing there five seconds after you already hit the ball or like the ball already landed you're just waiting for them to take the picture that's pretty much no what it yeah it's like it's like i have a i have a video of myself teeing off at uh at 18th on beth page sick view horrible swing just sliced it <laughs> sliced it directly into the bunkers and not even into the bunkers like into the fescue in between the bunkers like <laughs> one I, of the I easier holes there i was gonna say one of the easier holes on the course definitely didn't take advantage probably i probably just got like an eight on it that <laughs> couldn't get out of that not that easy though because it's like uphill yeah yeah i feel like you don't get a lot of those and when i when you do like the I won't mention uh, Silvermine too many times more than this, but the fourth, the fourth hole at Silvermine is an uphill approach shot. Should be one of the easiest holes holes on the course. Uphill approach shot, you either leave it short every time, rolls right back down the hill, or you go over and you just don't have a chip at the green because it's just tree roots back there. Yep. <laughs> but Sil- Silvermine, Silvermine probably isn't on our list considering. We get to play it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Do you have another one? A lot. Um, Do you have I up again? Am I up again? Um, yeah, you're up. Yeah. You picked Louis Nash. Right. Yeah, you, you've I'll won more. With, I'll go with the old course at St. Andrews just because, like, I haven't gone around to that yet. Like, I did a Scotland trip, but we just didn't get to that because, like, it was last second booked, whatever. But, like, right. that's a course I want to play. And, like, I feel like everybody wants to play that course at some point and, like, do a, their own, like, Scotland trip or, like, Europe trip or something. So Definitely, yeah. I mean, I was going to put Murfield on there, too, but, like, I figured I'd need to play the old course, like, first. Like, everybody knows. I'm pretty that. sure the first tee shot at the old course is just, like, the most wide-open fairway you've ever seen in oh, your it life. Is. Oh, like, yeah. It is, because it's t- the 18th fairway and the first fairway are the same exact, are the same thing, I'm pretty sure. I mean, when, when I went to Scotland, I forget what the course was called, but I did play a course that was, like, first one in 18, where both just one fairway again. So the 18th hole was literally, like, the like I couldn't miss the fairway on 18, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty good feeling right there if you can't miss the fairway. But then you top it. <laughs> you top then it. Do, and then I do miss the fairway. Go into the creek. You find way some. You find some way to, to mess it up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but, okay, like, so... Just the, just the idea of, of seeing that in front of you, like, makes me not top the ball because, like, I'm like, oh, I, like, I can't miss. Like, it, I don't know what the feeling is, but it's like, I feel, I wish I had that feeling every time when I hit the ball, but I don't. I love That's... that feeling when you're, like, locked in and you're like, I don't know what's going on with my muscles right now, but my swing actually feels like it's on an even path. All time. And... and and you're like, 
okay, somebody take a video of me so I can like replicate this later. And then the next round, you just like go out there and stink it up. <laughs> I'll go next. Um, I feel like this is kind of with a, with a, a common theme of my first pick with uh, Sleepy Hollow. I want to play TPC Saw, Sawgrass just because of the 17th hole. Great choice, great choice. I want to I want to see That's what I get on that hole. I've I've played there and it's it's like I didn't play like I shot like, I guess I like 82, which honestly was of, of the courses I played that have been like top courses. That's the best I've played at. But that like that was like the my favorite course of all the courses I played at. And that's just, it's just it's so cool. The 17th hole is just amazing. Like it looks amazing. Did you put one in the water on 17? I put two in the water on 17. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, so you could have had like you could have shot in the 70s easily. I, I could have. I was playing really. I I buried the second hole. I'm like I'm like all right. I'm burying every hole from here on out. And I, and <laughs> and, I, and then I buried like I was in the bunker on 10. And I hit like in between two branches and made birdie. And I was like I'm like this is amazing. And I was playing so well. And then uh, hit two in the water on seven. I hit. On 18, I hit like the best drive of my life, like right down the middle of the fairway. It was, it was, that was really cool. But yes, I, I, one thing I regret was hitting the water twice on 17. That was very unfortunate. What'd you end up getting on that hole? Uh, I made par. I, well, I made par by plus, so seven. Seven. Oh. Yeah, seven. <laughs> oh, well, right. I don't go higher than seven on par threes. <laughs> We don't go higher than like six. So the, the guy, the guy we're playing with, because we had to play, you had to play with two other guys. They're like, uh, you have to be a foursome. And oh, we played yeah. it's like another father son, but they're like older. And the like the father was like, he he probably hit like you basically hit until you get on the green. And the father hit uh probably like ten balls in the water before the group behind us was like already waiting on like 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 just a little bit behind us so we kind of had just like had to move along so we didn't get to Did he drop one or something <laughs> the, like, i mean I, I mean he, he, he ended up like dropping he ended up like dropping like on like the like on like the fringe and putted it or something like that but uh yeah so like, how I, many I, would I, my I dad put in the water that's how a nightmare my dad put in the water like you've seen my dad play how many would he put it. in the water what's, oh, the, what's the distance I mean, it's not like it's the way i keep get lucky and hit it it was like i hit an iron iron so like probably 140 Five, probably one forty-ish back then. It was two. I years feel ago. like your dad has a dad has some finesse from like that from that it's range and in. Some sometimes yeah, maybe he hits the ball really high. Is it really high and like it'll land softly? If it, maybe it won't go over the green. I don't know. Is that wait? Was that my last one? That was you. Yeah, you what you what'd you go? Uh... I went I sleepy. Cabot. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you're okay, up for so that. My last one. I've been like I, I don't know I've been debating it for a while but I think I'll go with uh uh Tory Pines just because I want I want I want to putt from where Tiger putted from when he won tied the U.S. Open did that insane fist pump oh. or when he tied the I, I I I want I want to do that I want I want to putt I want to make that putt that's all that's pretty yeah, much, feel, that's pretty much all it is but also like I feel there's, like there's so many different courses I could have like. They could. Yeah, any any uh, honorable mentions here? Uh, personally, I'm gonna say Wingfoot because it's just so close to home. I would have said Wingfoot. Oh, I, I, I played I played the front nine, so I figured that didn't count as a place. If I if I stayed in touch with uh with this one guy, Mr. Hood, I feel like I could I could have squeezed my way onto onto Wingfoot, but uh, I feel like that's not an option anymore. One of the kids in the, um, the, kids in the golf team was a. Uh, Brett Wingfoot, uh, Pete DeSantis. He's a wing member. He went Jeez. back in high school. He was. I played. I, I saw, that's how I played the front nine with him. But my dad, my dad has like connections that to play there too. I'm pretty sure. He's I mean, another there. one. Another one. I was gonna say. Uh, wow, I completely just blanked out on it. <laughs> I was trying to say it. I like. I was gonna say another course, but then I just like forgot. I was gonna say Chambers Man. Bay. Chambers yeah, Bandon Dunes. Really Bandon Dunes, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, Ocean Fishers, Fishers Island is a good one. Fishers too. Island's really good. Right. O- Fishers Island. Ocean there was another. There was another possible. one I had. This is this is gonna kill me that I had another one like totally lined up and oh the the country club you played that before. Trevor. I played that. Yeah, that, that, that like, place just, is awesome. Just just going to school at BU like 
literally like five minutes away from there and i like can't play that golf course just kills me that place was that place was so cool it was, it was basically it was an ex, like it was an experience like going to the locker room it's like still like the old time like locker rooms it was very very cool but uh doesn't, doesn't ryan whitney belong there who doesn't ryan whitney belong there country club know, he might i think it does i don't know what no what i was gonna say was uh the plantation course where they play that tournament in hawaii the century tournament oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like the first DJ, one yeah, the DJ have almost one. had the hole in one. I have one. All right. So the course that like that WGC tournaments played at, where like the altitude is really high, so you in, hit the ball in Mexico. So, oh, so you can hit the ball two hundred, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I have a chance at uh at hitting like a two eighty yard drive. Maybe what, what, I don't know how the how Rory, the altitude. Rory hit it. like a Rory hit like a three hundred fifteen yard two iron. I'm pretty sure there or something like that or three iron. I don't know. Like he hit some crazy like iron like over the trees and onto the green, like 300 yards. Like that's a that's absurd. The other one, TPC Scottsdale, just for that stadium hole. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Stadium hole. I played that. I played that one too. Stadium hole's amazing. We honestly could have done one on best singular like holes in golf. We could. We definitely. Next, could, we definitely next week. Could. Next week. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we already covered it. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Was there any, so, anything yeah. else? Oakmont. If you haven't, I mean, I played Bolt you, Destroy. That was a really good course. Yeah, that was a good course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any suggestions for like topics for this segment, DM DM them on over to us at the at the Pin High Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Do we have any uh anything else for this uh for this pod? Um, I think that's just about it. No other announcements. All right. Well, thanks for listening again. Uh, we'll see you next week. Hopefully our, our uh, DFS picks make you some money. Uh, yeah, see you then.